you know what? I thought that he could play at MLS and I've tweeted as much. I've probably thrown him on a list and I'm sure I've pissed off some Sounders fan that was like, oh, he's garbage, blah, blah, blah. Of course, yeah, it was, he's not that was me. Yeah, it was me. Yeah. He, he pissed yeah, me off. It was probably. Everybody and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me today, as always, Kieran, the Kingmaker, Doyle, and Harrison. Happy Hour Crow. How's it going, gentlemen? It's two weeks in a row, or well, two weeks, two I totally uh, openers. I totally forgot to think of a nickname for you. And didn't no, I, I, I'm, I'm so talking. happy. I'm so happy with it. I'm happy. I'm happy we found something. Uh, Even if you forgot about it, I'm very happy with it. So uh, yeah. thank you. You know, um, did you guys uh did you guys like the women's world cup? Did you guys have fun with that? Uh I did I, I will say I am quite glad I don't have to wake up early anymore and watch games. 4 a.m. I was not doing it's it brutal. I missed this entire World Cup. I really wanted to. I was so like excited about being excited about it. And then it just the schedule. I I didn't realize I didn't realize how impossible it'd be. I caught every America game and uh that that was basically it. <laughs> so I did not I did not have a very uh I can't speak too eloquently on it. I was uh I was in Vancouver last weekend, two weekends ago for a tournament, and uh I woke up in the middle of the night because I wasn't feeling well, and I woke up and I looked at my phone and Japan Sweden was like two 0 Sweden and Japan hadn't taken a shot. I was like, what's going on here? So I turned the TV on. And the person I was sharing the room with was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> and I just watched the rest of the game while they tried to sleep. Well, I think this was like a 1.30 kickoff in Pacific time. So it was very fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've had that. We've had the League's Cup, uh, which uh, Inter Messi won. Very good. Never heard Congratulations. of it. Yeah. Uh, very interesting tournament. And... I don't know. Did, did you guys like it? Did you guys think it was cool? Uh, I think it's good that MLS, like, kind, not dominated, but, like, kind of dominated. Like, there were three of the four West teams. I think that's probably mm-hmm. a good thing to get League MX to take it a little bit more seriously next year. Less, like, players with three-digit jersey numbers, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I, I yeah, I, I kind of agree with you on that. That's when you when you, got, when you got number one really one, you're just like that oh was... oh no. <laughs> I I thought I thought Fop Mob glitched. I was like looking at TFC against Atlas or something, and it was like player two hundred and forty eight is playing left winger. I was like, this has got to be an error. <laughs> no, it, it, you know what MLS teams did really well. I mean. Juarez got absolutely blown out. That was to be expected. But and you know the teams that you thought that were good, you know, were good for Liga MX. But I mean, it, it was good to see on the average MLS teams like Kieran said were better and or at least showed better. Uh, that's probably a better way of saying it. So they won yes, the games. I, they won the games. Whether they won. They, whether they're better or not doesn't matter so much as that they won the games. <laughs> so it's. A, Astute. Astute <laughs> there's only two results, Harrison. Well, there's three. Well, no, at least cup, there's only two results. Oh, yeah, because there's no ties. You take the no ties in this result in this game. Straight to penalties. Um, yeah, I 
it, it was obviously very much just dominated by Messi. It kind of feels like I'm curious to see how I, I feel about it next time, because this year it was so very obviously it just felt like something that they were doing for Messi. Like it just kind of felt like this whole tournament was just like a Messi product launch um, more than like an actual competitive soccer tournament. I mean, isn't that how they would script it? I mean, that's how I would script it if I were them. I mean, I think they kind of did. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it worked out really well for it. They couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they might have kind of done it like that. Um, but yeah, so I'll be curious to see kind of going forward if, if I still feel as like ambivalent towards it as I do right now, just because it definitely felt more like a, a like a like a product launch than really a. Uh, an actual interesting tournament. I do. I don't know. Like the awkward bit is that you either have teams that add on like, you know what, like six, seven games to their legs in the middle of the year, or you've got teams that just kind of like go out early and then are just kind of sitting around for a month. And that's not really good for teams either. So I'm not really sure. I don't know. I'm unconvinced. I know a lot of people had fun with it and I'm I'm glad and people enjoyed it, but, but it it just seems like it's still just a very strange thing to do with your schedule. A a bunch of teams played like closed door friendlies because they went out so early. (laughs) That's Uh, never a good sign. The final was really fun though. Like I will say it was like actually quite like the atmosphere for the final was pretty sick. And like, I, I really just, again, maybe it's because I'm a grouch, but like Miami did not deserve to win. In like any of their knockout games. So I really no. would have just liked them to lose one of them. Like they were down 4-2 against Dallas. And the own goal that Marco Farfan scored was like borderline match fixing. It transcendent. It was one of the best goals, you know, he'll ever score. Uh, but yeah, I, whatever. The final was, and then the, the drama of the shootout and like that Messi ends up not being the hero in the shootout, I thought was quite cool. Um and also that he had to like remind DeAndre Yedlin that he was the captain before and like where to yeah. where to take the trophy. <laughs> that's it was quite cool. That's very. Uh, I think someone was like online going. It's very Spurs of uh, yeah, DeAndre yeah, Yedlin yeah, to yeah, not yeah, know yeah. know what to do with the trophy. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just you know, it's. I don't know if we can like learn anything from it. Like it's hard to. I know that banter wise you know you can make a pretty good point that like uh mls is on the come up and, and league mx is on the way down and like we've just proven it in some way and i know a lot of people want to run with that narrative but i think it's just a little bit difficult to like really take anything from it i was shocked by some of the results i mean even knowing that some of these league mx teams weren't bringing their best and brightest um yeah they, they also played away from home for like a month the entirety yeah like that's the other thing too like if they mixed up some of the hosting too i think that would probably be good but then you're just also adding travel to this extra world cup you've thrown in the middle of your season which maybe isn't the best thing to do either i don't know we'll see where it goes going forward uh i think there's probably some room for adjustments there and i don't know i feel like they could strip it down a little bit like we don't need that many teams in it like, just get rid of the gr- just... no get rid of the group stage yeah just yeah place... just play single not like i think between league mx and mls you have like 54 teams or something like that yeah so like just find 10 other teams to play in it mm-hmm. play 64 straight elimination and move on with your life i like I mean, it i'd costa rica i would i would love to see them bring costa rica up i think that would be great that's the weird bit right like because like all they've done is like make ccl later and just excluded a lot of interesting teams 
Like, I mean, obviously, CCL is usually going to go down to League MX or MLS, like, or CCL. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I don't know. I like seeing some of those guys, like Suppressa and, like, uh, you know, just bring on, you know, mix it up a little bit. That's what makes, uh, you know, you know who they should add in? Who? Wrexham. They got to bring Wrexham. <laughs> got to bring Wrexham in. America wants it. It's America's favorite soccer team, I've been told. Um, how's Wrexham doing anyway? Are they? They they won a game and then Ben Foster immediately retired because he's like, man, I've been lending some horrible goals. They, he did retire, didn't he? <laughs> I think, to be fair, Ben Foster was really, I'm pretty sure his contract was just like, Ryan Reynolds will be in a couple of my YouTube videos. Oh, probably. I'm, <laughs> I'm allowed to put my camera in the net during games. Because he's just like, <laughs> he's like all over that YouTube now. Like every time I go on there, I'm seeing like Ben Foster recommended to me. Like he's, he's cycling like, GK. Cycling GK, you know? I like Ben Foster though. I got no, I got no truck with a Ben Foster. All right, let's. Uh, who are we talking about? Orlando, Orlando, or Los Angeles Football Club. We got to do kind of a. We're gonna do kind of a quick show today. I think, um, you know, for us. So normal time. So it's not podcast. two hours. Yeah, probably just some normal <laughs> stuff. Let's start with the Orlando. They're, they don't, I keep wanting to call them the Orlando Magic, and that's definitely not what they're referring <laughs> to as. I think uh, we can call them the Orlando Magic going forward. I'm not but hold on. But, Giles, but before, we, before we talk about Penny Hardaway and the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. can we let Harrison gloat about a certain MLS firing this week? Just for oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him out! Go! Listen, he should have been fired years ago give us some and context it's just give us, it's give, no give no 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 context. no tell us giovanni severisi yeah. finally was released uh and parted parted ways with the portland organization it's just ridiculous that it took so long and realistically it probably took so long because their whole organization is in such disarray Mm-hmm. with all of the off the field and i'm just using off the field in, in quotations realistically protecting just the most repugnant violators of uh assault and domestic abuse and uh goodness all the stuff that happened with the coaches and the sexual assault and oh my god this this franchise the fact that he wasn't that he was only bad at his job and that he didn't necessarily, I mean, I say that, but you know, we had the, all the other stuff. So he probably also harbored, you know, and protected, uh, you know, battery at the bare minimum. Um, so that's cool. That's neat. He should have been fired years ago. And it's so, I, I'd never want to revel in the fact that someone lost their job. It sucks. It's a bad time, but Holy crap. Like congratulations, Portland fans. You can, finally move on you can finally get on with your life and maybe beating seattle won't be the highlight of your season anymore because honestly that's kind of sad like on right. like if, if if i was if yeah, I everybody's was doing Sanders it fan, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not like the, an accomplishment at this the, point the either. accomplishment is diminished greatly but here's the thing if i was a seattle fan and the big i am a seattle fan but if our highlight of the year was beating Vancouver and Portland. If that's all it was, that is a sad season. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I want to beat them when we play them. Like, absolutely. But don't you want to beat most teams when you play them? The fact that Portland is 
So like most fans were like, ah, that's okay. We beat Seattle. March. I don't, I don't talk to one Portland fan that really feels that way. Um, and the fact that the front office and the ownership has tried to advertise that. And the fact that they've taken uh, Savarese's quote unquote success uh, completely out of context. Uh, oh, he won the MLS's back tournament. Okay, great. Congratulations. You won a tournament that literally no one brought their team to. Um, like honestly, everybody was out of out of shape, not ready, not prepared, didn't in any way, shape, or form really put forth very much effort towards it. And that's a trophy you want to cling to as as the you know, as the point of your success. Yes, they beat uh, a couple of teams, they got a couple of trophies. You know what? That's absolutely great. I don't want to diminish MLS Cup trophies. That's what every team tries for. Um, you know, throw the CCL I mean, stuff they, aside. But did you see the 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 uh, Tom uh, Bogart said like uh, he did some reporting on it was like they they were really hesitant to do the firing because they consider him to be a club legend, and I was like, for what? Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, what did you win? And then I, I forgot entirely that MLS is back was a tournament that existed and should not be considered a major trophy because it was a one-off thing and it's just kind of silly. But like, I mean, he made an MLS Cup final one time and he did they, didn't they win? a lot. Didn't no, they, they lost like NYCFC. I know they I know they beat the NY or they lost to NYCFC, but yeah. didn't they win? I thought they had two. MLS Cup trophies. Okay, they you know had what? two appearances. They made they lost to Atlanta and they lost to NYCFC. Um, and yeah, I I mean I agree. I probably I think there was some of that, like to the degree that like with everything that was going on in the organization, I'm pretty sure like let's hire a new head coach for the men's team probably wasn't something they really wanted to get into. Um, sure. And there may Agreed. have been some internal thing that's just like we we kind of got to like hire freeze a little bit right now while we figure out what's going on with like who's going to be held responsible for all of this. Um, but yeah, it, it was just a very underwhelming, I think, again, other than beating Seattle pretty regularly, which they did. And I know that that's enough to keep a lot of those fans happy. And, um, but yeah, I, I can't see how you'd look at that and go like, that was a really great tenure. Um, I mean, I know he had like a personality that, that people liked and he was a very like kind of demonstrative guy. And, um, I liked him as a player back in the day, but certainly like I, I, yeah, I can't imagine. He felt the, underwhelming as a coach. Yeah. The, what I do wonder, though, is, you know, now that that kind of like long term sort of coach, like that's a hard thing to do, like to, to pull somebody out from that. And so now I look like North a little bit and I'm like, you know, people, if they're not saying it out loud, like there got to be some people in the Seattle Sounders organization going like, uh, is it time for this guy to go? Like, and I'd like, be that's shocked. A, yeah, I mean, no. That's another club legend. They've been bad for like two years. Like they no, have but, one yeah, good stretch. They're, and like they're not actually bad though, right? They like, are actually bad. I've been watching them play. I, <laughs> they're terrible. So they, all right. So the so so the let's just go ahead and let's center it back on the sounders here. And let's inevitably get onto that conversation, which okay, that's where we're headed. They have been bad. They've also been good and unlucky. That happens. I just, it's, I just don't know. Not enough. I don't know that you can look at a season where you have the best expected goal difference in the entire league Mm -hmm. and are fourth in your conference and say you're bad. San Diego Padres. 
I mean, I would just encourage you to watch the Seattle Sounders play some soccer. I refuse to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And you will see. Uh, I I don't know. I think that the XG is a little bit misleading on this team. Like, and I think a a lot of that's been was stacked up pretty early. And I think they're still kind of living a little bit off that. No, like uh, over half of your expected goal difference, I think, is the first three games of the season or first four games. Right. So, I mean, it's just been like they've had moments like, you know, like and uh, obviously they had that CCL last year. Like there's reasons not to do any kind of significant move. And obviously, like a huge roster overall has to kind of happen this summer. And you could say like, well, you know, all these other teams in the league are improving and they haven't bought anybody for like four transfer windows except for Leo Chu. Um or made like an outside signing, like from outside the league. I think he's like the only outside of the signing, outside of the league signing they've made in in years. Uh, so it, it's, I, you know, I, I'm just saying, like it, it does make you like kind of look at some of these uh, standard bears a little bit and go like, all right, long term coaches, you can do it too. Like you can move on if you don't think it's going well, even if this guy is a quote unquote. I think Schmetzer has a much better actual case for being a club legend, but. Uh, <laughs> Vince Savarese, but but somebody with that kind of figure, with that kind of like entrenched power and sort of like presence and establishment within an organization. I'd That's be shocked. I'd be shocked with the way that a uh, Seattle has a defined uh, system. Um, yeah, they have obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they have a defined system. They have a dis- defined uh, approach to uh, acquisition for a player uh, acquisition. They obviously are building something. You can see it. I don't think that. I don't think having. Uh, what are they, What are they building? They haven't added any pieces to it. Like they have. They've but they've brought in young players. You you keep saying they haven't added anybody. You, they haven't right. They've they've signed homegrown players, and that's been their approach. <laughs> they've I called mean, in the reserves because they've run out of people that aren't injured or terrible. I, I don't know that that's building. I, I see what you're saying. I, okay, so, like, I mean, if you really want it, like, okay, rolled on. The situation was rolled on. People didn't – you don't expect him to completely go down. That's a huge part of the, your season. It's a huge part of your team. Ladero's <laughs> had issues. Yeah. Uh, Paolo's had issues. Those are two of your DPs. Uh, Rusniak, um is a player that they did go out and sign uh, right before uh, CCL, what, a year ago? So, I mean, these are things that they have gone and done and things that they are battling and trying to get get through. Those are those are tough things. Um, you know, Rui Diaz has obviously taken a back, has taken kind of a downgrade in terms of what he's been able to do and stay healthy. Uh, it is what it is at this point in time. You can tell that there's that they're making plans. Um, I think that they're they're definitely being careful with the budget so that they can make some some more uh, hefty decisions going forward. But yeah. that's uh, that's all that's all conjecture on my behalf. Yeah, well, let's not get too in the weeds on Seattle. We're not we're not gonna talk about. We're Seattle. there, buddy. We're we're there. We're we're <laughs> right. beyond Orlando, not the Magic, the MLS team led by Oscar Pereja, currently sitting pretty. Uh, right now, you know, I will say for Orlando is that I think that this is a pretty good MLS team now. And it's not that hard to go back in time to a point where they were very much not. Um, but uh, I mean, you know, looking at like, yeah, you look at their XGD here. 
you know, mid table, but it's an improvement. Like, I don't know. I think that they, I, I like the kind of things that they're doing. I think they got some good, some good players there. Uh, you know, Maguire is, is good. Like, um, Angulo is really nice. Torres is finally starting to show up. Uh, I think they've quietly always had a pretty decent little defense, a little center back pairing there with, uh, Janssen and, uh, Antonio Carlos. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that this is like an interesting project, at least like I, I do see like actual like movement here. I do see some 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 building. Yeah. And they've certainly gotten better than last year. Like last year, I think they were like a minus 10 XGD team this year. They're like plus two, I think, so far mm-hmm. um, with like a much better goal difference than that, which is always a nice like little boost. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I just like I look at them and I'm like, they spent a lot of money on young players like in. Torres and then Ojeda. I hope that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kara. But, and then, like, the best attacker they have is like the dude from the super draft they found. Actually, Torres is probably the best attacker they have, but that's yes. But Maguire is like sweet and he's just like freebie, which is like always nice to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my like biggest question is I don't think Pereira is like that good anymore. He's like kind of old. Like yeah, I think dating. overall you'd have to say maybe he yeah. was a bit of a a bit of a disappointment. But uh like um Araujo has been really good. Yeah, I think this is a solid little team. Like their little their little defensive area, like Araujo, Jansen, Carlos, uh Santos, these are their best players by um G plus. And uh yeah, I don't know. I I think there's if I were an Orlando fan, I would have uh, a lot of optimism going forward. Uh, even though now you're not even like the premier team in the state. So I, I am kind of curious how long they're able to keep this team together though. Yeah. Like I do think this is, we talked about this with Atlanta. Like when you are buying these like young players, you either have a clock because they're good or they suck and they're an anchor. And like, <laughs> right. I don't think, I don't think either of Torres or Ojeda are like blow the doors off good that like teams are coming to buy them right now. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't be surprised if teams were coming to buy them right now. They draft well, I would say. They seem to draft pretty well. They have drafted well, uh, and like they, they haven't. They they've also they've also acquired some lesser. To, they they've acquired resources. They've been very good with m- maximizing their resources. To be fair, they draft well at exactly one position, which is striker. In, in that they like drafted when Kyle they have Aaron. A Kyle Aaron, somehow all the teams were like Daryl DK. That guy's not good, and they were like, "We're Wildest just gonna we're I've gonna sell you immediately for ten million dollars." Wow, um, thing I've ever seen. And McGuire, McGuire is pretty legit. Yeah. I don't know. I like. They have a legitimate analytical structure now. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a good so, coach. Yeah, they have a decent coach. Their like roster isn't old, but they have, like we've talked about this um before about how like it's kind of hard to have like all young teams um i was talking with Seattle football about this where he's like i don't think you can win with kids in mls like i think you actually need older people hmm. and like orlando have some like legitimate experience like galace is 33 Jensen's 31 kyle smith is 31 and these guys are like Pereira's 33 carlos 30 whatever but they're not like old they're not trying to see old Right. Which I think is like a nice sweet spot of like, oh, maybe you can make a playoff run. So I think that's a fun. Like for me, they're in that weird zone of like, you're never going to spend as much money as the super teams. And you're never going to be as attractive a market as the LA teams. 
So like, just be good and hope for playoff runs. Yeah. Which is what they've done under Preha. I mean, Oscar Preha has been done exactly that for the last four years, right? He's basically found a way just to stay relevant within the conference. And yeah, they had a couple. They've they've had some ups and downs and some swings and stuff, but they've been pretty steady since he came on board in 2019. At this did, point in time, did they have like a U.S. Open Cup final? Is that a thing? Yeah, they did. I think uh, I don't think they won. I think, I think they, they were lost. definitely in the final. Maybe. <laughs> It was Atlanta or Dallas? 20, last or... last year they got into the U. They uh, they they got to the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> Who won last year's U.S. Open? Did Cup? they win it? <laughs> None um, of us know. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! They did. Okay. They won it. Well, there you go. That's a okay. Let's see, there you go. More of a club <laughs> legend already than Giovanni uh, <laughs> Savarese. They actually picked something up. Um, that's right. They did win. Good for them. Honestly, I have no, I just have no real thoughts. They're fine. They're good. Somewhere between fine and good. And Pareja is probably good. And they have a structure that if players move on, they'll probably be fine, which is new for them. They sold that kid uh, to Belgium, I think, from their academy, the Granados mm-hmm. kid who had horrific G plus in next pro. So I'm kind of curious what that's about. But nonetheless, interesting. I mean, again, it's taking advantage of your resources. And if you have that, um, go for it. I, I, yeah, All right, I'm not gonna belabor it. Let's let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our uh, other team that we're meant to speak about today is uh, LAFC, which is a team that usually would, uh, I think, engender a lot of discussion and a lot of, uh, you know, we've certainly talked about them a lot in the past, uh, but this year they're a little bit overshadowed, I'd say. Uh, um, I'm sorry, Ryan Hollingshead doesn't excite you anymore. Is that where we're at, Ian? Is that I mean, where we're at? You know, it gets stale after a while. I need I need uh, excitement. He needs to spice things up again for me. Uh, no, I Take know. It, the movies. Yeah, they okay. have a good team. Like, they're a good team, obviously. Like, they, uh, they always have a good team. And they're going to continue to have a good team. Um, but, you know, I think just with St. Louis kind of dominating the conference, I think, weirdly, and I think, like, with... Um, you know, the whole Messi circus and inner Miami is like, like best or inner Miami is kind of like this year's LAFC where just all of a sudden they just have like great players from FIFA's past and, you know, do pretty well with it. From FIFA's past. Like, well, I mean, yeah, they do. Like, (laughs) I mean, they are also, they're also very good players in some cases. When uh, will an MLS team sign Victor Barbo and say to Dumbia? That's what I need. When to will it happen? So much pace. <laughs> uh, why aren't teams just just picking players based on their finishing ratings in FIFA? That's so easy. Um, the finesse shots. Uh, I haven't played FIFA in years. I'm banned. The uh, <laughs> the. Uh, Maybe that band doesn't uh, transfer over to their non-FIFA version. We'll see. Yeah, it's an EAFC or whatever. It's EAFC now, yeah. Unfortunately, um, someone hacked my account from uh, Kazakhstan. And uh, apparently, uh, <laughs> I'm serious. This is what I happened. I know, I know, I know. And like, they, uh, I want people to know on the podcast that I didn't like actually hack the game or anything. Uh, but EA Sports was was not sympathetic to my pointing out that I clearly do not live in Kazakhstan. And this clearly was not me. And in fact, <laughs> I did not own a FIFA game at the time that this supposedly happened. Uh, and that was informed that I still have a franchise ban. So very sad going forward. 
NFL franchise band. Not even that's what one, they said. Not even one year. Not even just not an IP just band. Like, you're just done. You're gone forever. I hope that dude was really good at FIFA Ultimate Team, man. I hope he enjoyed whatever he did. He didn't steal any money from me, to be clear. Like he just like uh, hacked FIFA coins somehow. I guess was a thing people used to do. So anyway, uh, LAFC. This relates to LAFC in a way. I'm going to bring it back. Uh, good team. I, I don't know. Like, uh, are they still a candidate to win uh, MLS Cup? Absolutely. Um, did they? Did they even pick anybody up really in this transfer window? I don't think they made any like serious they, acquisitions. Well, they lost they? Sifu. That's like the only yeah one, the big yeah. one, right? They, they had gotten what uh, <laughs> the Croatian uh, winger as well. That was last window. Stepe. Oh, is that? Oh, is that the end of? Buke, Buke, yeah. That's. I'm glad that you said Buke because that's exactly how I was leaning towards that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe okay. Yeah, he does have enough minutes. Maybe he just came in late in the window. Um, I was thinking that he came in, but yeah. They brought in a Christian Oliveira, um, a Ukrainian guy. I think he's a little bit younger. Um, but yeah, kind of a quiet uh, sort of thing for them. For yeah. them, the, by their standards, you know, usually they, they do kind of make the big splashy kind of signing. They got and, a nine to um, he's a Portuguese. I can't remember his name. He's a Portuguese guy. He played for Braga. Uh, oh, I I want to in my head. It's Mario Gomez, but that's it's obviously not Mario Gomez, but it's something like Mario Gomez. Mario Gonzalez. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, Krastevs, too, is the other guy they brought in. Phil Krastev. Um so not not nothing, but they moved uh, a Poku out. You know, they lost Fuentes. Uh, yeah, I, it's uh, I don't. Yeah, I, it's weird that there's not a lot to say about LAFC right now. They're they're a good team. And that's really I don't know what else anybody wants from me on this one. <laughs> Is there uh, anything, anything I, more in depth I'm, than I'm, that? I'm going to give you here's my take. Give me some give me some talking points. They're here. not going to win MLS Cup. Okay. Oh, because, because, um, well, one, I just like, don't think the guys they're bringing in are that good. Like that's part of it. Um, and then the second is like, I think they've really nuked their like creation Mm -hmm. of stuff, like less than their whatever. So like their non-penalty actually is like, is only 30 from like 24 matches which is like really not great um and then if you look at like how much of that is assisted it's only like two-thirds of that so there's like a lot of weird transitioning stuff that's coming in like the their real like money has been that they're quite they've been quite good defensively i don't know just like i don't know what happened with sifu that things went so sideways that he's leaving for like he was gonna leave for free in january yeah. Like that's what it was. And then they were like, ah, I will pay the like million dollars to get him now. Yeah. And you were talking about like Leeds paying 10 million for him a year before. So I don't yeah. know what that's about. And then you look at like the guys they're bringing in, like these are not midfielders. Like they're, it's a striker and a winger. And like you already have Buanga and Vela and Buke is a winger and Bogus has played as a winger. Like it's just a lot of load on like, I don't know, Timothy Tillman, who's like fine. Yeah, it's been fine. <laughs> I, I, just... I feel like they did. I feel like though they, they did this two years ago, and that's kind of how they ended up developing Sefuentes. Uh, they kind of threw a lot of darts 
and signed a, a, a few young players. It just didn't. Yeah, these uh, these guys coming didn't in really like work out. Twenty eight. Mm. Like I don't know. Like I think like the Mario Gomez wannabe is like is twenty eight or twenty seven from Portugal. Um, Chris. Okay, actually the other two guys are young, so just ignore me because I don't know what I'm talking about. But now, now I'm going to say they're inexperienced. They don't have what it takes for MLS. They don't have what it takes. You cannot win an MLS with kids. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that there's Orla- Orlando is not too different than LAFC in that context, right? They both have you know a pretty young roster. They both have some uh, some savvy veterans. Um, and, and I kind of like that about LAFC. I, I like that they've kind of built in and gotten some some veteran, you know, leadership from within the within MLS. Right. I think that they're still a really solid team, and I think in one game, like throw out, you know, over the course of what they've done over the course of a season, they clearly show on a game by game basis that they can compete with just about any team in this in the league. Um, and you know, the, the numbers over the course of, a, of the season show that here's my counter take to what I just said. The West stinks. Like the second, the second best team is probably like Vancouver who, and Vancouver are not actually that good. They're about to play seven RSL. Games. RSL. They're about to play seven games okay. In, okay. in a row on the road. If RSL are the come second on. best team in your conference, fold the conference. I'm not um, for it at this point. I got so yeah. so so. What I'm saying is, I think their road to the finals will actually be quite easy, and everybody's going to be here. being like, what about St. Louis? We're not talking about St. Louis. We already talked yeah, about St. Louis no. before the podcast. We're not doing it. I refuse to engage. But I don't think the West is very good, so I think their like road to the final could be quite easy. And I think the East is going to be an absolute like that's a bloodbath, like, yeah. dog fight to get to yeah. the final. Like I think there's like legitimately six teams that if I saw them in the final, I wouldn't be like too surprised at. So I think that's going to be very interesting. Like do those teams come into the final, just so beat up from like going to war with Jose Martinez um, or maybe Jose Martinez is there having gone to war um, and maybe they get there. Yeah. All right. You're, you're wrong. You were wrong. Are RSL is the <laughs> most entertaining team oh, in no. all of the West. And you know what? The fact that you deny otherwise tells me you refuse to watch them. They are a wonderful team. They are the greatest, perhaps, Western Conference team right now. Uh, Chicho Rango is good. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah I, got, I like that kid they've got, Diego Luna. He's fun. He's very fun. Yeah, um, throw that throw that with, you know, Andres Gomez, you know. Uh, I don't know. You know, they got, uh, they, they, they still got, you know, Demir Krylik, you know, he comes off the bench every once in a while. It's great. <laughs> it's it's just like deep dived on every team, but the teams we're supposed to deep dive on. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You to know be, what? Let you us know be what? us. You know what? To be fair, RSL have not lost the game in eight games yeah, and they've, and they've only goal. lost two of their last like 17. They're on the, they're on the up and up. They're on that the up. Be right. Really? Yeah, they're a good team now. Hey, Karen. I mean, I don't want to go as far as to say they're the greatest, but they're 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 solid. Yeah, they've lost two of their last seventeen. That's wild. All right, Harrison, RSL to win the cup. Put your bets in. There this we go. RSL are by Tony Bet. All right, let's do trivia. 
All right. Uh, I have trivia. It's Orlando and LAFC focus. So judging by this podcast, we're probably going to go over six. It's not going to go well. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who won last week. I think the... Harrison actually won last time. I think so. So Harrison, you can go. First. I choked at the end. Oh, well, man. you can go first anyways. One to six. Okay. Four. Uh, okay. Uh, Orlando obviously maintain a real rivalry between themselves and Atlanta amidst a number of fan and front office incidents, as well as the Florida interstate rivalry with inner Miami, but Wikipedia lists two other clubs as rivals of the Floridians name, both of those teams. They're not MLS teams. I assume. No, they are MLS teams that, Oh, they are MLS that teams that they, I, I can only presume MLS at some point has tried to foster a rivalry between that has not happened properly. So the first one I would think would be uh, NF- uh, NYCFC. That is correct. That is one of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, the next one would probably be uh, DC. It is not uh, DC. No, it's New York. It's the Red Bulls. Do they have the f-ing fight? Uh, <laughs> it. it is also not the Red Bulls. Ian, would you like <laughs> to steal? Uh Okay. <laughs> Harrison's lit today, folks. What, what is this podcast? We apologize today? for that language. Uh can make sure you bleep out that yeah, curse, I'll, that I'll, cursed I'll, word, it'll, Harrison. It'll be bleeped. Said. Oh man. Harrison. It's a family show. Uh I am stalling for time because I uh uh let's see. So it's not the Florida team. Uh NYCFC was the one I would have said too, because like they, they always try to pair up the teams that go in together. Not the effing Red Bulls. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I thought there was a big fight with them. I. I it was. Know. I think that was a thing that happened. That's probably okay. true. Well, they had that wild game. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's say. Uh, Nashville. I don't know. Uh, no, the answer, is, the answer is Columbus. Apparently, they had a. a Why? Con- <laughs> Why would it be Columbus? <laughs> I think they had one contested like playoff game or something. Yeah, I mean, who could forget so, that? So First of all, re- why is there a rivalry section on Wikipedia? That's weird. <laughs> I don't know. It's bizarre. <laughs> I, I I I forgot. Orlando moved from Austin. What? And so, what do you? Yeah, mean? I, um, I'm ninety percent certain Orlando no. moved from. No, no, <laughs> no. What are you talking they've about? always they've always been. A, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Keep keep going. Keep going. Keep going. We're gonna talk. We're gonna come back around to this. What? Okay. Okay. What do you mean? Ian one <laughs> one to six, but not four. One nil Harrison. Harrison <laughs> lose like three points for thinking that Orlando came from Austin. What? what do you mean? We have to move on. I can't. All right. Give me number two. Okay, you go. You go. Give me question two. Okay. Uh, do. <laughs> To create a U23 slash reserve team, Orlando City purchased an already existing USLPDL team um, and rebranded them as Orlando City U23s. What was the name of that team? It is multiple choice. There are four possible answers. The Orlando Reeves, the Central Florida Craze, the Central Florida Citrus, or the Orlando Crush? Oh, boy. Um... I guess I want to Central Florida Craze, Central Florida Citrus, or Orlando Crush. 
I haven't really heard of any of those teams, honestly. Um, I'm going to say the, the Crush. Let's say the Crush. That sounds like a name they would have. That is incorrect. Harrison, Oh no! would you like to steal Orlando Reeves, Central Florida Craze, or Central Florida Citrus? Central Florida Citrus. Also incorrect. It was the Central Florida Craze with a K. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to be a K at that point. You can't. Yeah. And who, that became Orlando we? City U23s, and then Orlando City B, and then Orlando City Next Pro. There you go. All righty. Still one to nil. Harrison, you have control of the board. One to six, except for two and four. And no questions about Austin. I just linked it in the Slack. We're going to talk about this later. Um, let's go with three. No, we got to break and talk. Okay. Sorry. What is, what is this link? All right. Austin. So they moved. They were originally the Austin Aztecs. They moved to Orlando in 2010. Oh, oh, in, oh in, in, and I see. USL. I see. Yeah. I in USL. All right, all right. Well, I am I not crazy. I knew that happened. I knew that happened. All right. All right. You know what? Uh, it's not what I thought you meant, but I, I now see what you mean. And you, I will concede, Harrison, you were correct. Give I'm crazy point. about a lot of things. So. Give him a bonus point. Uh, yeah, definitely not doing that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Harrison, what question do you want? Uh, number six, please. Let's go number six. Okay. Um, LAFC have the highest ever XG underperformance in a match. Uh, in the time period that they joined the league. I think it might be all-time as well, but I didn't check. Uh, they lost 1-0 in a 4.16 to 1.8 XG win. Who did the match occur against? It's a very famous match. Uh, is that against RSL? No, it was not against RSL. I know the match you're thinking of. That was up there too, I think. Hmm. Ian, would you I'll like to steal? Yeah. Uh, I I don't remember this at all. Uh, hopefully it's. Oh, uh, is it is it Philadelphia? Is it one of those games? No, it was um, Nashville. Nashville. I think it, was like, it was like one of Nashville's very first games in the league. Okay, it tends to happen with those new teams, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Alrighty, hmm. still one 0 low scoring affair. You could say defensive. Yeah. Uh, is five still on the board? Five is still on the board. So five is our remember that guy question. Oh, I love you guys. So as always, four points if you get it on the first clue and then decreasing clue totals from there. And it is up for grabs for both of you. Um, this South African-born player finished his career in 2013 with DC United, logging a whopping negative 0.16 G plus in 1,200 minutes. Any guesses? South African. Not a single league guess. average. Okay, clue number two. Uh, he won California High School Player of the Year and then signed for Manchester United straight out of high school in 1997. He made his way back to MLS in 2005. So South African born. 2005. California. Went to United in 1997. Straight out of high school. Then came back to MLS in 2005. I got nothing. I Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything either. Already. Clue number three, a career marred by injury. This winger or defensive midfielder made four appearances for the U.S. men's national team between 2001 and 2009 before being selected by the Whitecaps in the 2011 expansion draft. So he's South African, but he played for the U.S.? He was born in South Africa, but grew up and played for the U.S. Winger, Uh, defensive midfielder, played for United. I know who this is. I just don't know who this is. Came back to MLS 2005. 
bunch of USMNT appearances, bunch, literally only four. Uh, and then picked by the Whitecaps, retired for DC 2013. Okay. You got you got to have a name. Uh, Somebody throw out a name. Uh, played for the... Um, it's not... I, I, I keep going to Jay Demerit. I'm stuck on Jay Demerit. I know it's not Jay Demerit. <laughs> He's a winger. Uh, you stop. Don't laugh at... Don't mock me. I'm not... You've also really had Jay Demerit as a trivia answer before. Well, Jay Demerit fits a couple of those things, to be fair, too. That's, that's not a yeah, terrible he, guess. He played for Watford, I think, not Man United. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Oh, but no. he came he from Wisconsin. Time. He was from Wisconsin, not from uh, California. Yeah, there is like a, a one of those Manchester United guys. Uh, he never played a game for United. I know, that. but like he was like, yeah, he was part of it or whatever. Um, Shall I give you the last clue? Yeah, last clue, yes, last I clue. think you will be racing to answer it as I read it. Uh, now an executive in the league, this former player responded to allegations of cap circumvention by spending two minutes and 20 seconds explaining how you would circumvent the cap, insisting he had the integrity not to. What? This person is now an executive in the league. They were accused of cap circumvention by someone else in the league and spent two minutes saying... This oh, yeah. oh it's uh, Thorrington, John Thorrington. Yes, the answer is John Thorrington. <laughs> wow, right. how did it, like wow that his <laughs> name didn't even come up? I started thinking about Kakuta Mane. Uh, I was, I was like, yeah. did he retire from DC United? Did did I just like miss an entire point of his life? Did I'm pretty uh, Kakuta Mane plays in CPL now? I think. Huh. Mm, there you go. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, John Thorrington played John for United. Thornton. Great executive. How to circumvent the cap. Well, our low-scoring affair continues. It is now one-to-one. Um, going into the final two questions. Uh, Harrison, the board is yours. One or three? Three, three please. Okay. Uh, this is our higher-level question. Prior to coaching LAFC, Steve Trundle was the man in charge at affiliate club Las Vegas Lights. Higher-lower. Uh, what was his goal difference? in all 32 games at the lights. You can either set the line yourself if you have been perusing the Las Vegas lights Wikipedia page, I presume, uh, or you can ask Ian to set the line for you. 32 games, what was their goal difference? Under Steve Trumbull. Excellent LAFC manager, formerly Hanover 96, I think. I will uh, I'll set the line and oh, wow. I'll... I'll set the line at a negative one. Right, negative one, not zero, but negative one. Correct. Uh, it is. It is much worse than that. <laughs> I can tell you, it is not minus one. So you're not going to get the three points for getting it bang on. Yeah, Ian, it is. It is, is it much worse. Lower? It is. It is lower. Like, it is worse than that. <laughs> uh, it is significantly worse than that. It is. Minus be, I think 36. they won like. Didn't they win like five games that year? Uh, I think his win percentage was like eight. It's not great. He was not a great coach. <laughs> well, they didn't have a great team. Clearly, he's a fine coach, no. I guess. Yeah. No. I remember mocking this hiring. And then later, of course, you know, those chickens yes. came home to roost. So, Unfortunately. As they often do for me. Well, Ian pulls into a late lead. Up 3-1. You can clinch here. Uh, Orlando won the coin flip against New York to select Kyle Aaron with the first overall pick, 2015 Superdraft. Mm-hmm. Aaron scored 17 goals that year, breaking the record uh, for goals scored in a season by an MLS rookie. 
uh, I think it was 12, who previously held that record? And I will say this because I want someone to get it. We have talked about him on the podcast this year. This very year. Mm -hmm. Harrison, I see it in your face. You know it. You are ready to steal. No, no, I'm not. It's it's there. It's like on the oh, tip of my tongue. Yeah. Is it um it does it have to be a draft pick or could it or does like a the home grounds count? Like just rookie? I actually do not know the circumstances of how he entered the league. Uh but he was a rookie. Okay, because I feel like what it I think I should probably look that up. I've mentioned I, him. I wanna say then um can I say well is it is it Jordan he, Morris? He was drafted into the league eighteenth overall. It is not Jordan Morris. Okay, then I don't Harrison, know. you can steal. And because I want you to tie, I'm gonna give you a year. I'm gonna give you oh, an era. Oh, wow. Early two thousands. I knew that's what it was going to be. I know that we've talked about it. We've talked. About I know we talked about where he, he went. After he went to DC because he was with DC United. Uh, he was I never know, with DC United. He was not with DC United. Oh, oh. Maybe we talked about where where he went afterwards. We talked about what he's doing after soccer. We he's an about, agent. Uh nope. Okay, then I have no idea who you're talking about. I'm I'm way off. He went to Ruben Kazan after playing in MLS. His name is Damani Ralph. Damani Ralph. Yeah. I know that we, I know, I know we talked about it, but uh, I just, I, yeah, that that name was not kind of coming. I believe we talked about it in relation to uh, like community college soccer was the context or junior college. Well, that is that is unfortunate. Uh, it's been a, a bag up show for us today, what, what guys. A, what a day! Three one win. We're just killing it here at the old ASA show. Uh, I want to thank everybody. Oh, uh, Wheel of Teams, I suppose. I suppose we should do that. Uh, let me open her up, and you talk about something while I spin. Okay. Thank you all for watch or watching. Nope, just we're just in great form today. Thank you all for <laughs> listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. <laughs> We appreciate it as always. Uh, I've been Ian. You can find me on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Thank you to my co-host, Kieran. You can find him on Twitter at Kier Doyle. That's K-I-E-R Doyle. Uh, Harrison Crow is on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. And please be sure to visit AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com or uh, follow us on Twitter at Analysis Evolved and AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com is the website. So do visit that. And uh, if you want to support this show for some reason, you could do so. Uh through our uh, Patreon, which is uh, patreon.com slash American Soccer Analysis. $5 tier there. Get access to our Patreon-only Discord where lots of fun things occur. Um, it's a great way to support us and uh, also have a nice time doing it. Uh, Kieran, I'm going to throw to you for the Wheel of Teams for next week. Minnesota and New York. <laughs> I cannot guarantee it will not be another one of these shows. Which which, which New York? <laughs> uh, uh, NYCFC. We've already done Red Bulls, I believe. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about that and more about other stuff uh, in a couple of weeks when we uh, reconvene to do this show again. Uh, thank you all again for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And until then, enjoy the soccer.